Welcome back to Turfmore House TV and we are bringing you another match preview. This time we take on Hull City on Wednesday night and uh, it should be a good one. should be a good one after demolishing Wigan at the weekend. Uh, we should be able to, fingers crossed, keep momentum going. But as we've seen recently, the stats do not lie. Hull are a decent side at home. Uh, they are unbeaten in their last seven home games, um, winning three and drawing they also kept a clean sheet in each of their last four as well. So are they going to be only the third team to uh, stop us from scoring this season? We shall see. I'll bring Tom in in just a moment, uh, who's obviously a massive Hull fan. And we'll chat all things Hull City uh, and Burnley Football Club with the game coming up. But really do appreciate everyone that comes in and watches. Um, thank you very much indeed for your support. If you are listening to us, on the podcast platforms and thank you very much for that as well because we will be bleeding your ears as we speak as you are clearly listening to this um but you can find us on social media uh, all the socials are there facebook instagram twitch twitter tiktok although tiktok's a blag so that's barely even used but um you can check us out on all those socials if you could as well people please do smash a like on this video subscribe to the channel if you're new and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when we next go live. Also, as I said, you can follow us on the socials. Here's just a little video of where you can check us out. Without further ado, Tom is in the building. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? I was impressed with them cinematics there, to be fair. I, stuff. I try I try my best. I try my best. I know one thing yeah. I haven't done, which is definitely not that. Where is the button? There we go. At yeah, least then funny. people can know people's names. Yeah, At least now me, it's yeah. up. Um, but no, thank you very much for giving up your time and coming on. Obviously, speak all things Hull. Uh, but, yeah. you know, you help out the lads at uh, the Hull and Back podcast. Um, tell us a bit about your background supporting Hull and uh, where people can find the uh, podcast platforms and stuff. Uh, so obviously I started sort of supporting Hull sort of in the late 2000s, about 2007, 2008. Um, I got my first season ticket in 2010 and that was the season where we came down from the Premier League. So it was our first season in the Championship and it was at a time where we was close to going out of business until the Alums came in and saved us um, the pump us of money into the club. And then um, since then, I've obviously had a season ticket. Um, and I was standing in the north stand at the uh, the MKM. So it's it's been a long ride. Probably my highlight was, you know, the FA Cup final. I didn't I didn't think in my lifetime I'd ever see um was get to an FA Cup final, never mind at fourteen years of age. So I think yeah, that was probably my highlight. Um but yeah, I've and then I joined Tullen back in July last year. Um Ant approached me. I've known Ant for a while. Um I used to have a website a couple of years ago where We've released all city content, but because they want a, a sort of a high demand to see like this sort of stuff, it, it wasn't that successful. But then me and Ant sort of stayed in contact and he asked me to sort of come on for an episode. I did well and then he sort of took me on from there. And then now it's sort of we're going from strength to strength. As you know, we 
we uh, we won the uh, we came third at the football content awards. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Will attended that event, so that was really impressive. Like I, I can't really claim to take any credit for that because I was only here four months, but obviously I, you know, I was proud of the lads. You know, it was a great success. Yeah, and, of course. And now we're in the process of um, launching a website, so that's the next step. Um, I'm going to be leading that since I do sort of content writing as my job. I'm going to be sort of the writer and editor of the site, and we've already got like 13 writers on board who, who are interested in writing about Hull. So nice. if there's anyone, nice. so if there's anyone interested in writing about Hull City or even just like championship stuff, really. You know, get get on board. Um, we're in the process of sort of the, the website's created. We just need to sort of get it launched and um, get some content out there. But yeah, that, that's where all our stuff will be in the future on the website. No, happy days. Where can people currently find uh, to hold them back? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but uh, mainly we use Twitter. Uh, so at to, uh, at to hold them back. So. No, not a problem. I have put the links in the description. I'm trying to remember what links I've put in. Um, I'm trying to find. Look, trying to look at it on my phone now because I'm just so busy. Yeah, it should be at Hollenbach. Yeah, so yeah, we've got the Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram linked in the description. So people, please do go and check that out, Um, and obviously go show your support. Uh, Really does help. And we all work together. We all do this because we love football, love our football clubs. And uh, it's it's always good to do. Um, just a couple of comments then before we get into the uh, nitty gritty of the match on Wednesday night. Uh, Henry's in. Hope you are well. Says evening. Uh, just eating. Ah, all done till brekkie now. Let us know what you had. Let us know what you had. I went old school. Like garlic, garlic chicken Kiev, beans. And I robbed some of the kids like... Alphabetty, bloody whatever it is, like potato oh, shapes. Yeah. I went down the ri- I've just gone for a proper kids' tea. I just like retro, yeah. love it. Um, stream elements, box running. Whoop, whoop. Uh, One Rovers vlogs is in. Evening to yourself. Hope everything Evening is well with you guys. Um, Luke's in the building. How you doing, pal? And Hanno's in. How you doing, mate? He says, hi, bro. Um, right then, let's get into the mix of it. How you? What's your thoughts of your season so far? I mean, you started really, really well. Literally, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Just coming down from the prem, I did a prediction show at the beginning of the season, way, way, way too early, and I put you guys, I think, in the drop zone. I won't lie. I think yeah. I think I'd put you in there, and then I had whole fans just bang straight at me. We've got investment. We've just spent six million on a player. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. And then you started that season absolutely on fire. And obviously, uh, to where you are now, let us know from what what your thoughts are so far. So, to start of the season, we had shot our other lads here as our manager. And we started the season well, don't get me wrong, but wasn't putting the performances in. And we were sort of scraping through matches. Uh, first game of the season, we scored a 90th minute deflected winner against Bristol City. And I think we only had like two shots on target. I think we scored both of them in that game. And then we beat Norwich to our surprise as well. Um, went away to Preston, yep. got a nil nil draw. And then obviously went to you guys, drew 1-1. We didn't expect that as well. Because um, obviously we saw Burnley start the season well. Um, and I thought we'd get turned over. But, and then from there, we sort of struggled a lot. Um, I think we went on a losing run, uh, quite a lot of games. And that led to Shotter being sacked. We then brought in Andy Dawson, who was the assistant at the time. Um, as our temporary manager and he, he did a decent job but we knew that we had needed to uh, sort of acquire someone for the long term and the man that fitted that bill was Liam Rossini came from Derby County and wasn't hasn't got the experience but he has the knowledge and he has the sort of hunger to succeed at this level and he's a former club icon and um, having sort of played in our team and you know between 2010 um, to 2015 so, he, you know, he was part of an era of the club, probably the most successful era we've had in our history, you know, reaching the FA Cup final, getting to Europe, um, you know, promotions to the Premier League. So I think, you know, it was it was a great appointment and he's, he's shown so far how, how well he's, he's sort of adapted to this level to see how young he is. Um, and he's not he's not afraid to make the big decisions as well. Um, but he's, he's transformed us from being a side that league scores for fun at one point of the season, when we had Shotter in charge, we was the worst performing side defensively in the whole of the Football League. Um, conceding goals of fun was probably conceding average of three goals a game. We're seniors come yeah. in, and now I think we're the second best uh, second best defensive team since his, his appointment. And I think if I think since Rossini's appointment, I think we're just outside the playoffs in terms of you know 
the points we've accumulated since he came in in November. Um, but I think it, what what we've seen so far is sort of a steady work in progress. We've suffered a lot of injuries this season. We seem to get one player back and then and then one player gets injured. Uh, one example is Benjamin Setti. Um, he got injured against Coventry last weekend and that was a massive miss because he scored his first goal against West Brom the week before in a great 2-0 win. And then yeah, well, to see him to see, to see him get injured again after he was sent off, he was sent off. So he got injured, came back in Sheffield United, got sent off, had a three-match ban, came back for two or three games, and now he's injured again. So as soon as he gets his chances, you know he's had that, you know, not a bad bad slice of luck. But Oscar came off the bench and scored a beautiful goal, um, and we ended up drawing the game last week. But I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the way the season's gone because I think I set I was, set my expectation as a finished mid-table and that's where we're about 15th now, but that's where we currently are. Um, and I think th- this season's all about sort of building the foundations. I think that that was the main sort of element of the season. I, I never expected a playoff push when fans were saying, oh, we're only like seven points off. Nah, yeah. I think this season's about just establishing ourselves again in the championship after you know fighting against relegation last season. And I think, you know, with the right investment in the summer, get the, the players that we're seeing here once, I think we can sort of push towards the playoffs next season. But, yeah, I'm, I'm satisfied with how the season's gone. No, uh, you, you said it there as well about how, you know, this season for you was about, you know, just solidifying that place in the championship, take it from there. And, you know, even, even, even if you were to have made the playoffs, it was a case of, you know, if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. We're happy with what we've got this season, and then we try and uh, try and do it. But you know where you are at the table now. Obviously, I, I don't think either relegation or playoffs is sort of. It's just at the moment you're in that. We've cemented it. We're staying up. But it's, the division's pretty much yeah. near enough. Come to a full blown conclusion. Fifteenth. Would you have been happy with that at the start of the season? Yeah, I, I, I think I said would finish thirteenth. That was my prediction. I'm usually quite good at predicting where we're finishing. Like I think the season before. Oh, you're totally uh, opposite to me then. I don't uh, prediction show and I don't um, shit at it. So uh, don't worry about it. Well, I, the only one of the worst predictions I made was um, when we came down for the Premier League. I thought we'd bounce straight back as like champions and we'd end up finishing about 17th. So, but that was totally wrong with that. But um, yeah, I think if you'd have told me uh, you'd finish mid table, I'd have taken that. I think you know people saw the investment we made and probably expected us to sort of challenge for the playoffs but it was always going to take a lot you know a long time for all of our players to embed themselves and the fact that we're signing players that are arriving injured we've had some players not even seen it all all the season we're signing the damage triore is our first signing he arrived got injured straight away and he's only just got into the team now and we're in match so he's he's not even started a game yet he's, he's come off the bench and played a cameo but i think once he sort of gets up to full match sharpness he'll be a key player but it's it's the, it's the case of like we signed sixteen players in, in in the summer. That's a lot of players to sort of sign and gel into the team. And although we started the season well, we could tell that it was going to take time for us to sort of um, adapt um, for these some of these players to adapt because we're signing you know players from abroad that are, we're accustomed to the level, and we're also signing you know sort of out of favour players like Arzan Tuvan who came from Watford. So I think it was always going to be a struggle, but I think now we've sort of finding our feet more. And we're seeing he's implemented a passing a style where we pass out from the back and keep possession. And although we didn't think it was going to work, I think you know he's he's trusted with it, and I think it's sort of paying off now. Are you there? Oh, it's gone off. Yeah. Don't know if anyone's still here, but hello. Yeah, he said he's he said he's going to be back in a sec. So that's a good. 
Yeah. All right, pal. I mean, I, I carried on. I saw you pause, but I carried on talking. I just presumed no, no, that you, you were just stuck, stuck, you you were just froze for a second, or you was you actually gone. But yeah, you did. Sir. All I'm going to say is, and everybody, everyone in the chat will know this. Virgin Media. <laughs> you know, it's bad when KCOM, our internet provider, around here is probably better than that. But it's shit. It is yeah. absolutely dog shit. We're, we're getting it taken out soon because we've they just it, it's poor. Every time around this time, it drops out. Like yeah. the fact, the fact is, look, people even in the chat are, are so used to it now. Um, but it is, it is literally like that. Uh, like Colin says, there, don't worry, mate. It's his party trick. It's, it's not a party. Trick. I want you all to miss me, and then I come back. But none of you do. So fuck a lot of you. But no, jokes aside, a um, couple of comments then before I touch on some of the things you just said there as well. Uh, football edits is in. Uh, all is good from this side, mate. Hope everything is good with yourself. Henry says, obviously, uh, being a Liverpool supporter, we have an ex-Hull defender in Andrew Robertson. That was a strange one as well because he was very, very heavily linked with signing for Burnley and then Liverpool scuppered the deal last minute. Eight million. Ridiculous mm. fee for that. What, what it is, is. now? It is. Completely agree. And it's fast uh, that Anthony we got Kevin says, Stewart as well. Oh, yeah. we got Kevin Stewart <laughs> Ooh, bad swap. Um, Anthony says, big up, Dan, hope you're well in the family. What's the 30-point deduction all about? Right, let's address the elephant in the room because there is no 30-point deduction. Ignore what Anthony's saying. Uh, like football edit says, I've only heard about a transfer embargo. There is. He's just, because he's a Bristol City fan, he wants he wants points deductions, he wants it all. He's, he's trying, to, trying his luck. Um, but yes, at the moment, if none of you are aware, Burnley have been placed under an immediate transfer embargo, which, to be honest, you're probably thinking, well, that's not going to do anything. Uh, there's not even a transfer window. Well, you're right, there isn't. But the only reason that that has happened is the EFL have got to be seen to be acting on what the club has done. And they've failed to provide the financial paperwork within the certain time frame. However, Burnley have explained and had full transparency with all supporters and said that, this is due to us changing the auditors and that when the paperwork comes through, it's all going to get sent. There's been certain draft um, financial reports been already sent to the EFL and it's looking like by the end of next month that this ban should be lifted. Uh, even financial experts have come out and said, look, it's nothing, nothing to worry about. It's an administrative error and that's it. I think people like to jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, this is happening, points deduction. The EFL have to seem to be acting and something like that is what's going to happen. Huddersfield, however, have been placed under a transfer embargo today um, because they've done something very similar. However, their position in the league, might, there might be a little bit more to that. Um, Nate's in the chat says, what up, Dan? What up to your fine self? Hope all is well, pal. Uh, Emma says, all to do with the Bellis transfer. Well, he's, he's not actually transferred. He's only on loan um, at the club. So, don't worry about it. Anthony says, Hull to beat Burnley 7-0. He loves it. Yeah, he he loves it. He loves it. Um, carry on with the stream. Dan's gone. I'm here. Yeah, Anthony says, Virgin is crap. They always are. Um, Dan was trying his Blackburn top on. He didn't want people to see it. Uh, no oh, chance. Right, Anthony. Anthony's funny. I know. Honestly, he must have got lucky last night or something because he doesn't usually come in giving it all this. Uh, Footy Edit said if Hull had Lewis Potter easily top 12. I disagree I mean, with that. Do you? Yeah. It's because last season, he scored 12 goals last season. But yeah. Louis, it was obviously a big loss, but obviously Oscar's sort of came in and sort of took that responsibility. Although... He doesn't feel like he has because he, he scored like seven goals in his first six and then since he sort of, he goes through spells where he scores and then just done for like six games. And, yeah. No, that's true. Phil's in the chat as well. So this evening, Dan spotted him earlier uh, when we were out in Costa. Uh, so we had a good chat then as well, didn't we, Phil? But uh, evening to yourself. Uh, Mr. Holt is in the building. He says, won't be further punishment, but if we were deducted 30 points, we'd still win the playoffs. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and Luke says... Liam Rosanier has done well at Hull. I can see him taking Hull back to the Premier League in the next three years. I mean, do you echo that sentiment? Yeah, I think the long-term goal is Premier League. and It's one of them where you've got you've brought a club icon back in. He's doing that well. That we want to keep him for the long term. 
and it'd be a shame to sort of see him sort of get sacked if, if he gets a poor run of results. Um, and I, I do hope that our owner, Adrian, he decides to sort of keep, you know, trusting his sort of philosophy and it gives him the sort of money to sort of spend and the tools to get the players in that we need to, to push on next season. No, totally agree. I mean, what did you make of your transfer business in both windows? I mean, start off with the start of the season, you know, you, yes. you were signing players for uh, good amounts of money. Yeah, we brought in, our, our main signing was John Michael Seri. Um, we got him on a free contract and to sort of bring that sort of player that's had the experience to get promoted with Fulham. He's been with Barcelona in the past and you know, played in the Premier League as well. That, that was our main sign. And then Cyrus Christie came in, also promoted with Fulham, the experience as well. Uh, we needed to get a sort of full-back in and he, he's done a great job. He's now sadly out injured, but um, yeah, there was our two main signings and brought in Ozan Tufan as well from Watford. Um, Oscar Estepinian um, on a free transfer from the Premier League where he scored 15 goals last season in Portugal. So we knew that he was going to come with pedigree and he's shown that so far. Um, he sort of had spells where he's not he's not on the ball, but he can come up with that sort of moment of brilliance where you know he'll have like a six out of ten game, but he'll score that one goal that you need to win a match. And that's that's exactly what you need sometimes. And that's what he did against Coventry on uh, Saturday. Um, Is he related to the, the stupidin that plays for Brighton nah, nah. at all? No, I thought that at first, but they're both different nationalities as well. So, oh, that's um, fair enough. Um, but yeah, there's there's too many signings to go through that we've made. That, but you, you know, um, yeah, it's, there's that many. It's, we signed like 16 players, and then one player was pressed with in January was uh, Aaron Connolly. We signed him from Brighton yeah, on the yeah. loan, and he came, he hit the ground running, but he's sadly been injured as well, and that's been the story of our season injuries. Uh, Ali, I got injured against you at the start of the season, then then came yeah. back. And then got injured again, and and now he's come back again. So he's he's just got back into the team. But um, yeah, that yeah, it's just how he's been being played with injuries, played with injuries all season, unfortunately. But I mean, Connolly, there's been talk in the papers recently that you're hoping to sign him permanently at the end yeah, of the yeah. season. I mean, do you reckon you can get that deal done, or do you think it'll just be? Do you think Brighton will play hardball with you? No, nah, I think Brighton won't rid. To be fair, I think he's shown that he's. He's not going to get in the first team at Brighton. I think we're, we're fortunate that Brighton are doing that well, that they've got that many attacking options, that Connolly's not in their plans no more. He went on loan to Middlesbrough last season um, and, you know, he, he got a bad reputation. I remember when we signed him in January, Middlesbrough fans were saying, oh, he's a bad egg. He goes out partying and stuff like that and don't focus on his football. But it seems that Rossini, having worked with him in the under-23s at Brighton, has, has got the best out of him uh, when he has played this season. And he's been a huge miss. Because he, one thing that he does that the our other forwards that does don't do is he stretches defenses, so he gets him behind. He, he ha- he's only five foot seven, but he's not afraid to put himself out against these six foot plus centre backs, and uh, that sort of aggression and tenacity up front is exactly what we missed recently. But hopefully, once he's back, we'll you know he's we can start firing Morgan because where we struggled is, is scoring goals. Um, that's been our main issue, you know, since Rossini has come in, he's addressed the our issue defensively and made us so strong. But I think it's about getting that balance going forward, and um, you know, in the final third, we, you know, our end product deceives us sometimes, and I think that that's where we need to be sort of looking in the, in the summer. You know, it's just sort of bringing one or two sort of forward players that can sort of grab the green by the scruff of the neck, really, because we brought in Malcolm Ebby away from Crystal Palace, highly rated. They signed from Derby in the summer, um, and. You know, he, he sort of, he struggles to adapt so far, but you expect that for a 19-year-old coming to the championship. But I think we saw the best from him on, not the best from him, but we saw a, a good uh, good spell from him on Saturday where he was, he was taking on players and he came on at half-time and sort of made a difference. And he, he could be someone that can, I think can trouble sort of barely with his pace. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's not scared to sort of take a man on. So hopefully he can sort of, uh, hopefully grab us a goal on, on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a tough game. As you say, you've you've hit form bang on at the right time to start yeah. putting some results together. Um, as we said earlier, you've you know unbeaten at home uh, in the last se- uh, seven home games. It's the first time that we uh, have played each other in the league at Hull's Ground since February 2017, and that was in the Prem. Um, yeah. We drew one-one, I think it was. Yeah, that was the season where. We uh we bottled it at the end. We lost to Sunderland two 0 and then uh we could have stayed up 
that was when Sunderland were rock bottom, relegated as well. And we lost against them. If we beat them, we'd probably stayed up. But Swansea sort of beat us to it. So. Nice. Uh, it's good though that you've come into it right like at this at this moment. So it's it's a perfect time. I mean, obviously you've had a, the 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 upsetting news during the course of the season about um, the, fo- the former chairman obviously passing away as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what have you made of everything with the that's gone on at the club with the change of hands, uh, you know, above level? Um, you know, you've you've got that financial backing now. Do you think yeah. that that's that's what Hull needs now? Now that you've got that, it's all about setting the pace, doing it the right way, and then yeah. you know the project the projection is the only way is up. Yeah, we knew as soon as Adrian came in that he was going to make mistakes. And the first mistake he made, in my opinion, was sacking Grant McCann when he did and bringing in yeah. his own man. A lot of people um, said that. I think even I said that. Yeah. Uh, but we beat, we just, I went to Bournemouth away. We, we were second in the league at the time. Um, and we we beat him 1 0. Um, and then we went, and then on in Adrian's first game as chairman, we, we beat Blackburn 2 0, but who was third in the league at the time. So we would just beat. Back to back, second or third in the league, and you know a week later he's, he's got sacked McCann, and I think you know brought his shot around the lads. He, we didn't really know a great deal about. We knew he's a great player, but his managerial pedigree, you know, flattered to deceive really, and that sort of shown um, second half of the season. We, we was you know weren't really that confident heading into the season with Shotter and um, was was making the great signings, you know, like you know, with the pedigree like Michael, John Michael Serry, who would never have attracted before. What Fargen came in, but um, you know that that's sort of what's changed it a lot now. We've got the pull because Adrian sort of brought that this reputation with him, and he, he's the players that were signing are sort of buying into this this dream one fa- one club one family uh, dream. That you know he's what he does is he's he's very um, he's done a great job so far of sort of uniting the supporters again because when we was with the Alums there was such a divide between the fan base and the fan base and the yeah. ownership as well. And that that was over the years that was sort of causing it attendances attendances to dwindle down. Um, I think there was a time when we was getting nine thousand fans in the championship, and that's that was the shit that was bottom for attendance in the division, and, and that was just before COVID. So I think in terms of what Adrian's done, he's brought a feel good factor back to the club, and he's also done some, so many great things already. In, in his, he's just over a year in, as chairman, he's he's taken three hundred fans on an all inclusive holiday to Turkey for a week. He's also nice. pit, and this season there's, there's so many much more stuff he's done, but it, the, the other main thing he's done this season is he's offering free travel to support to all supporters for the rest of the season. So for the past since since New Year, we've all had free travel to away matches, and that's. That's why I've been able to bring like three thousand to Coventry. Like we, before, we'd probably have taken one thousand, one thousand five hundred max. But now he's ob- obviously offering free travel. We hope that you know people see a look. You know, you know, you know. Hopefully, they sort of want to come back once you know the free travel goes. But yeah, it's sort of, it's a good, it's great what he's doing with the community as well. Um, yeah, and 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 obviously he's, he's backed us in the transfer window as well, and I think he'll continue to do that and. And in order to sort of move forward as a club, you need to all pull in the right direction. And that's exactly what he's got people doing again. He's got people, you know, he's brought people back. And we thought as soon as, you know, a change of ownership, it would take a while for the fans to come back. But, you know, we're, we're consistently getting like 17, 18,000 at home games now, which is, you know, what we were sort of getting um, 10 years ago in the championship. Like, you know, when Alums sort of took charge and there was a feel-good factor again. So I think it's, you know, onwards and upwards, hopefully. So, yeah. Well, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And another thing you have a good saying, looking at some of your fixtures, is you get a good saying how the playoffs could finish. I mean, you've got, yeah. you've got Sun, you've still Top got Sunderland fixture, yeah. to come who are, who are trying to get themselves back into it. You've got Millwall, yeah. Blackburn, Borough, uh, Watford uh, and Luton on the final day as well. Uh, you have yeah. a massive say in that playoff race. Yeah, we do. the thing is, what we've always said this season is that we perform better against the, the the teams that are high up in the division because it sort of suits us more, I think, to play on the counter attack and not have possession than it does sort of dominating the game. We do like to sort of play out from the back and you know pass, you know, play through the fairs when we can. But I think we've got the players now to sort of play on the counter attack. So I think against Burnley, we know that the possession based side. 
They know we like to we know they like to move the ball around quick and the quick in transition. I think it's it's important for us to sort of sit back a bit and then hit them on the counter. I think that's that's where we can sort of pair Burnley. You know, you know they've got very few weaknesses, but maybe on the counter attack, that's where we can sort of you know take inspiration from you know a few teams like Blackpool who've, who've taken points off you recently. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so we obviously know it's going to be a tough game, but I think you know with at home. We've got good form recently. There's no reason why we can't sort of go out there with no pressure on us to sort of go and win. I know Burnley are that far ahead that they probably don't feel any pressure, but I think we're at a stage of the season now where we can afford to experiment and sort of give it our all in terms of, you know, just sort of going for it, really. I think, you know, there's an opportunity there to sort of put on a good show in front of supporters and try to attract more people. No, totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, Luke says, how's Tobias uh, Figueredo done for you while being at Hull? Uh, it's... Uh, he's a Forest fan, is Luke. So yeah, he's, let, he's less, definitely all less, for it. Less said about him, the better, the better, really. But you know, I, I was to be fair with Figueroa. I was it, it was one of the sand that I was really excited about in the summer, um, because we he came from Forest, having sort of he played like twenty eight times for last season, helps him get promoted, um, obviously played in the player final as well. So before it was getting a defender with good pedigree, um, someone that was going to sort of solidify at the back at first. Um, you know, bring experiences because we've had quite a young defence. We've got Jacob Greaves, who's like 20, 22 now. Um, you know, our fullbacks are quite young, and we've got obviously McLaughlin and Jones who were mid 20s as well. So I think that we thought Tobias Figueiredo was going to be that guy that's going to bring the best out of our defence, but it sort of went to the opposite. Um, I think he was one of the players that brought him when I thought of how he's going to fit into our team because Tobias Figueiredo is not a player that can play in a back, two at the back. He's, he's yeah. someone that can sort of sit in between two centre backs with a lot of protection, and he's someone that's great at heading the ball away and tackling. And but he's not great at the ball at his feet. And there was times when we played him that he'd he'd get the ball caught under his feet and he'd make countless mistakes and would lose possession because of him. And you know it's not as though he's a bad player; he just doesn't fit into our system. So he's being sort of frozen out of the team now. He's sort of he's a backup defender really, and we've not really seen him since Rosini's come in. Thankfully, I guess. But um, yeah, he's <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's a good player, but. It's just not what we need, really. No, I mean, it's, it's one of them. Sometimes you can have a good player that just doesn't fit your yeah. way of playing or your system. And, it, you yeah. know, he could go on to another club on loan, potentially, and it, and it work. But you were saying earlier about goals. And, uh, obviously, Estupinen has scored more home goals than any other whole player this season um, yeah. with eight. I know he's only got one of them in 2023 so far. But yeah. is it? Is that where, like you said, I know you said you had injuries. Did you say Connolly's currently injured as well? Yeah, Connolly's injured. Tete's now out. Um, Ali has just come back. Um, we've got Trio who's come back now. So we're getting getting players back. It's just we're getting we're getting players back and they're losing two again. It's like really frustrating. But, yeah, yeah. In terms of forward options, we've got, we're getting a lot now. With Pelicas has come back as well. Um, right, yeah. Here. So he's he's got a lot of. Uh, quality in, in the final third it's just we haven't blended that together um, it's Oscar's sort of most goals that Oscar scored have come come from sort of nothing really and sometimes it, it, getting onto loose ball in the box or sort of creating a goal like I don't know if you saw a goal against Coventry but he sort of created that from nothing he, he sort of yeah, shifted yeah. onto his right, right foot and curled it to the top right and um, it's that sort of moment of brilliance that we haven't had enough of this season that can sort of change matches but we have the players that can sort of do that. But you know, given our how many players have been out injured and stuff, we haven't really had a settled eleven uh, going forward. Whereas our defence has been settled since Rossini has come in. We, you know, we've had McLaughlin Jones at the back with um, Elderwell Greaves as the left back, and then right back usually Christie. But now he's injured, we've got Louis Coyle there. So with defence, the reason why we've been successful defensively since Rossini has come in is because we've had he's had faith in his two centre-backs to sort of play out for the back and he's solidified as that that well that, you know, we're, we're really hard to break down and it, it's it's sort of like, it feels like in games that we get like dominated in terms of, you know, how many shots teams have but we're just so good at sort of keeping keeping teams at bay really. Like, we've got two defenders that are great that are sort of get, getting themselves in the right area, they're good positionally and when asked to play with the ball at the feet, they can as well. And McLaughlin's got a great pass on him, so he's someone that can sort of unlock defences as well. And we've recently brought Carl Darlow into the team, who's who was on there from yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. And he was someone that we needed, really. Like Ingram, as good as he's been, we know that he's not good with the ball at his feet, whereas Darlow's got one of Darlow's attributes is his kicking. 
So now we're able to play the ball back to him and he's able to sort of find the players, you know, and sort of build build from the back, really. That, that, that's key, really. I think that's one area in the summer that we need to address and uh, bring in probably a centre-back and a goalkeeper that can both sort of fit into the style. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of like an outsider sort of thing, I, I, I reckon there's teams in the division like yourself that are probably looking out of seam and thinking, how's Jacob Greaves not getting in there? Because... Yeah, he I was, was going to say. Yeah, he's our... Last season, he was our star defender, really. And um, since Rossini has come in, he's not really been fancied because Bogokan and Jones have been that good. They've been our two best players, the centre-backs, that Greaves has sort of been frozen out. And when he has sort of come into the team, he's played in left, at left-back when he's naturally a centre-back. But, yeah, um, you know, we had, we had interest from him in, in, in the summer before he signed a new four-year deal. So I think, um, you know, that... If a club did come in for a ten million bid, I think maybe we'd be tempted to sell because he's he's not really playing like a ten million pound player, but he's he's got the potential to. Do you know what I mean? So I think we've seen glimpses from him, but he's you know he's, he's sort of been he's lost his place really. So you know it's, it's it'll be interesting to see what we do in the summer. You know, will we keep him or will we look to sell? But I think he's a great great player to have, especially on the bench. And yeah, a lot of teams would probably like to have him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always always good to have that strength uh, behind yeah. you. I mean, speaking of strengths, where would you say Hull's strength is? Where do we need? What sort of player do we need to be wary of on Wednesday night? Um, I think uh, in terms of in midfield, I think John Michael Serry is the main one. Um, he's been he was out injured as well. Um, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, but he was out injured and we missed him a lot because he was the one that sort of got us ticking and keeping possession. And, you know, he came back into Coventry um, and, you no, know, I think he was playing against West Brom as well. And, you know, he was the one that was, he's, he's able to keep possession through the feds. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's someone that if, if you you don't stop him, he can control the game. Whether that'll be the case yeah. against Burnley, I don't know. But I think with the way he's on the ball, he's, he's, he's great at sort of manoeuvring out of tight situations as well. So he's someone that you should be wary of. Um, in terms of, I'm trying to think who else because I could there's like a few attackers but they haven't really been turning up really. But if if Ali has on form, you know, he could come into the team and cause problems like he did in the before he got injured when against you. Um but obviously Oscar in, in the box, I think when he gets his chances he's, he's quite clinical. He's someone as well. But yeah, it's it's quite hard to say because if if Teddy was if Teddy was fit then I'd be saying he'd be causing you problems because when he was before he got injured against Coventry in the games that he's played, he's he's, he's caused so much problems for defenders with his pressing. His his size is he's like six foot five, but he's quite quick as well. He's like yeah. nimble on the ball, um, and he he's, he's quite hard to show off. It he's, he's great at holding the ball up. So it's unfortunate he's injured, but yeah, it's, they're, they're the main players I'd say that can cause problems. But defensively as well, Alfie Jones is is sort of risen to prominence for us this season. Um, he he's someone that. Before Rossini came in, people were calling for his head and saying, no, he's, he's not very good. We need to get rid of him. But he's, he's, he's solidified his place in the team and proven he can, he's a ball-playing defender that, you know, he's, he's going to have, probably have interest for him in the summer, to be fair, with how well he's done. Um, he's in like 24, so he's, he's sort of coming into his own now. Yeah, I mean, Luke says here, Carl Darlow has always been a good goalkeeper that's been good with his feet with the ball. Can't see him staying at Newcastle, so would you take him permanently if it became an option? Yeah, I certainly would. I think he's already adapted, to, you know, himself to the dressing room, and um, he brings the experience of getting promoted in the past from Newcastle as well. And in terms of what we need right now, is 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 sort of an old head at the back, and you know, he's he's only I think 30, 31. but I think for a goalkeeper, that's that's a great age. I think he's yeah, they used to say thirty five, thirty four, you peak in it. Yeah, I think he can still have his best years at City. I think if he's someone that. We know he has the pedigree. We know already that, um, you know, he's he's a good goalkeeper. Against West Brom, he saved the penalty and that sort of was the catalyst for us to go on to win the game. So I think that, that was, you know, the sort of, sort of, you know, what you need in, in matches, you know what I mean? I think to go on yeah, to yeah. Sort of build from. So, yeah, he's, he's, he, I'd certainly take him. I think if he's not wanted by Newcastle, we'll certainly... It's the same with Connolly as well. He's, he's made an impression yeah, yeah, straight yeah. away. Despite him being injured now, he's someone that I'd 100% have, have at the club because 
you know, you can't be that sort of when you've got a manager that gets the best out of a player like Rossini does. Um, I think that that's what you the sort of players you need in the squad, and he, he could be someone that next season sort of pushes on because he's what I think he's like twenty two now. I think he's he needs to be playing more football. I think before yeah, he does, yeah. this season that he, he won't playing a lot of football for Brighton, and when he was loaned out, he won't make an impression. He went, I think he went to Serie B last season or at the start of this, and rarely played but we've taken a chance in a minute and you know from what I've seen it it's sort of paid off and hopefully we can get that deal done as well definitely I mean going back to the previous question when I said like where do we need to watch out and you said Seri like, I know Seri when he was at Fulham loves a wonder yeah. goal against Burnley to be fair um, yeah. so I hope that doesn't come off again uh, however yeah. from looking at it by spinning the coin a little bit who are you not looking forward to facing at the moment like from a Burnley perspective Who's the player that you're thinking, if we can keep him quiet, maybe we're going to have an easier game? Oh, it's, it's quite a few, to be fair. There's, oh, let, me just get, let, get, let me just get some players up that have... Let's, let's have a look. Um, have a look. There's that winger you've got on there for Southampton. I've forgotten his name. Oh, Nathan Teller. Yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty good, to be fair. You've got a lot of like good technical players in midfield that we need to be wary of. That I think can control control the game. I think where is that where do you think them. the game will be won then on Wednesday? Like yeah, the, technical, the midfield battle. Yeah, the, the technical players. I think that's that's where we'll struggle. But just looking at your team now, I think um, Zerori is obviously someone that can probably tr- if he's playing on the left against Louis Coyle. I think can I just say thank there. you, thank you for calling him Zerori like everybody else does. I say everybody else. I mean most Burnley fans, but there's people that call him Zahore and stuff like really? that, and I'm like, yeah, where's the H? It's R. I, know, yeah. like, it's I just... think. I think it, I'm just looking at your team now. It's interesting to see like Goodmanson sort of playing that like deeper role because I remember when in the Premier League he used to sort of play as like a winger, didn't he? But yeah, yeah. Him and Colin have got a good partnership, and but uh, yeah, I think where the game is won is certainly in the wide areas. Well, the place that we need to improve in the summer is the is our fullback areas, and um, that's where we're being exploited this season in terms of. You know, teams have been allowed to sort of bypass our fullbacks quite easy and get crossed into the box. Louis Coyle gives us everything for the for the shirt, and you know he's, he's not he's not the best player, but he'll give everything. And you know, perhaps he can sort of pocket Zerori, but I, I I doubt he will. I think he's got the skill to sort of uh, give Coyle a hard time, and that's where I think the game could be won. To be fair, in the wide areas, um, that's where I sort of fear us for us. Like, but I think Racine will have a plan to sort of. Limit that as well. Ian Matson as well. I think on the overlap can yeah he's certainly sort of shown what he can do at the championship. You know, on the with Chelsea. You what know, do you reckon you could get a deal done there, or is, do you reckon Chelsea after what they've seen? Do you reckon they'll try to get him into into the first team? It's a tough one because obviously yeah. Chelsea have still got Cucurella and Chilwell um, yeah. as left back options, but Matson's still only young. Is he going to get that chance yeah. at Chelsea? That's what he needs to think now. He's at that age now where it's like, right, yeah. I've had a couple of low moves. I, I want to be sort of cementing myself as a as a full time player and kicking my career on. Depends if Chelsea want to. It depends if Chelsea if, if Burnley. Well, apparently the they're on about offering him a new deal. They're on about offering him yeah. a new deal, but then loaning him back to us in the Premier League. That'll but, be that'll be good, I think. But mm, it's you'd love to have him permanently, but it's the fee that would be asking for, given. The ceiling yeah. he's got, I think, twenty plus million. They'd probably be asking for, to be honest, with this market oh, as well. Big time, big time, yeah. especially Chelsea. They're flaming, yeah. bringing players in and knocking them out quicker than flaming the local takeaway. That's yeah. flaming serving your pigeon. Um, yeah. Anthony says, "Henry, we're good, mostly draws, but it still points out talking about Bristol shitty. Don't know why I talk about him. Them, does, he, does he like? Does he like Dean Windass? <laughs> probably not probably not um, but no I wanted to play a little game with you before we get your full um, reaction uh, reaction result full time result um, for the Wednesday's game uh, this is just a little game called this or this or that Whatever you do, don't come at me for voiceover work. It's shit, I know. Deal with it. <laughs> either way, either way, uh, just pretty simple, really. I'm just going to give you two options, and you just um, let me know which one you prefer. Uh, so I'll start off nice and easy. Home games or away games? 
away games, I think. And away games, yeah. It's the whole day, isn't it? The waking up, yeah. the travel. The yeah. Did you do all, I'm not assuming minutes. you do a lot of away games then. Um, I try when, to. Yeah. Try yeah. to, um, but I think the long ones are the best ones. <laughs> long ones are the best. <laughs> Anthony that's with got, the that's, uh, that's statement. That's got in there. Definitely. That's get definitely everybody still City fan. If you're all City fan, you just go wind us and shuts them up. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's in the chat. Hope you're well, Doug. Hope everything is well with yourself. Um, and footy and it says voiceover on point, Dan. No, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So away games to start off with cats or dogs. Got both now. We used to just have a dog, so it's made this decision hard, but I'd still side with the dog. I prefer dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, Facebook or Twitter? I prefer Twitter, yeah. I used to be more into Facebook, but I think Twitter's, Facebook's more for like middle-aged people now. I think, you know, Twitter's where, you know, you get the, you actually can, you know, you get the news dirty and stuff like that, and there's more exciting stuff on there, I guess, to view. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Barnby or Windass? Oh, that's a tough one. But I think I've got I've got to say Windass just for the sake of uh, that Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, if you could change, if you could swap any Hull player with a current Burnley player, who would it be? Any Hull player? Um, yeah. You could give us your absolute dross and take our best. It's totally up to you. Oh, I'm thinking of um, Nathaniel here from Tullam back. He he really uh, he really does a he really loves Longman. You put I don't know if you know Nathaniel is, but he's he's a big fan of Ryan Longman. He's probably his biggest yeah, yeah. biggest fan in the fan base. So I'd probably swap him for Zaruri. <laughs> or tell, or That's tell it. You're going to get pelters. You're going to get pelters off him yeah. though. Well, no. Uh, Forty eight. It said easy dogs. I've got two <laughs> regarding Bambi or. When Dassey said neither. Um, the, this is the big penultimate question that I ask everybody. And as I say at the beginning, usually this can, you can go from Tom to like Tom the legend, you know, King Dick yeah, up there, or <laughs> Tom Tit, Tom Tit, Tom like, Tit yeah. that's it. Um, and the big question is does pineapple belong on a pizza? No. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so Correct. That's what I like to see. I was I was thinking, oh, Charlie doesn't. Charlie was going to say, I don't like on it. Uh, no. People have uh, said if the channel gets to one k, that I should stand outside Ewood Park with a with a Hawaiian pizza in my Burnley shirt outside the Jack Walker how statue. How far away from one k? Uh, about forty-two people. Oh, that's 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 good to be so, fair. Well, I think we're on about four hundred. We're on four hundred on YouTube. Nice, nice. Yeah. It's 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 been a slow burner, but like everyone's everyone's just saying, everyone's saying no, absolute not. Have you have you, even, do you just do it on your own then? Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, so yeah. I just do all this on on me uh, on me Todd. Um, and to, uh, to be honest, I started out on my phone, and Did then you? how long? Uh, wow, wow. Uh, it's only been going about two years. They're yeah, just so just good, coming uh, up two years. Yeah. Um, so I've. I mean, we had the relegation season last year. I did a I stupidly did a watch along on the final day of the season yeah. with a Leeds fan who was watching Leeds Brentford, and I was oh, watching Burnley God. Newcastle. And then oh, no. you see it full time where he's hugging his misses, Brentford, and, and yeah, Brentford, yeah. So he's hugging his misses. We've stayed up and everything else, and I'm just, my missus has gone out for the day, so I'm in the house on my own, and I'm just in, I'm just there, head in my hands, I'm crying. It was just uh, weren't weren't the best, weren't the best. But so he was knocking on the door, knocking on the door for a while. Relegation, I think. Yeah. Not to the form yeah. of Sean Dyche, but I think but there's no backing from the club, and it's, you know, it's to be fair. No, I totally agree. Of how big Burnley is, I think in terms of the support, no disrespect, but I think you don't even expect to be in the top flight. Like in terms no. of the size, no, of the I, club, I never thought. I, mean? yeah, yeah. I never thought we'd get to the top flight uh, in my last. So long you was there. I think I remember Sean. I think Sean Dyche was there that long. That he was. I remember when we beat you in 2013. Stephen Quinn scored. Like, like he, yeah. was, he was managing then as the well. Little ginger like, prince. Ten years. Yeah, like ten years ago. So, nice. Um, he were he were a tricky little tricky little player. Him. You've had um, a few ginger players actually. You had him. You've got Paul McShane. Oh, Paul McShane's a legend. Like, don't tell he, McShane. 
I'll, I'll never get over the time when I think you were playing for West Brom and I were only young and I was watching it on Sky and him and James O'Connor, who were in Burnley's midfield, another ginge, literally both jumped up for it and they've connected heads and you just see James O'Connor go bang, just drop yeah, completely out of it. Yeah, got a proper brickhead, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, like kit, like hair. I'll go with it. Um, how many more wins are you from promotion, Douglas? I think we could have it wrapped up. But if we beat, if we win on Wednesday and win, get City out of the way and then win against Sunderland, then I think we are technically classed as that's it. We're in the playoffs. I saw you were staking like seven thousand eight hundred. So like Man City, yeah, yeah, seven thousand eight hundred and two tickets is what we've sold. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm oh. sit. I'm trying to put the money to one side and keep and uh, save it for Blackburn because I'm hearing there's not many tickets for Blackburn. They are trying to be arseholes with us, and instead yeah. of giving us that full away end, they're only apparently giving us like just over. Away end, That's the thing. Yeah, the but they're only end about giving us two thousand four hundred or something like that. Two thousand three hundred, four hundred of them is um, commercial. Yeah, so literally, there'll be like 1,900 tickets for Burnley fans uh, for an evening kickoff. It's, it's mad imagine, because right? imagine it's the, just going to be a riot. It's just going to yeah. be a riot because Burnley fans will get pissed up and will go over there even without a ticket. Yeah, and yet the police, because they've had so such a low um, allocation, they'll only have so much police to the allocation of the away yeah. supporters. So when Burnley absolutely, you know, terrorised Blackburn in that fixture and hopefully, you know, inside and outside the stadium, whatever the situation, um, if there is one, I just think that police will be outnumbered and it's just going to be an absolute free-for-all yeah. for all those people that want to act like a dickhead. But Part of me really I just... wants to see, I know it's never going to happen, but... Partly wants to see Burnley turn over Man City and then Black Blackburn turn over Sheffield United and get them two in the semi final. Imagine that of the FA Cup. Blackburn and Burnley in the FA Cup semi final. Just crazy. The thing is, it, I can. This is the best chance we've got at playing City this weekend. The best chance yeah. we've got when they they're having a season of they're not that inconsistent. They're not that consistent. And if we can catch yeah. them on an off day, you know, it, the the story is going to be about company going back, and it's you know it's a master against apprentice sort of thing, yeah, and that's, that's what it, the day is going to be built on. As long as company says, look, all the talk is about me being back here. They've not even mentioned about you guys, so you go guys go out there and make sure you put your names in them papers. Yeah, you go and do it. Yeah, that's that's what but, it is. I think, but we'll, we'll see. FA Cup, anything can happen. You've seen Grimsby saying over Southampton, so. yeah. But obviously, that, no, it's I, not I hard for people to get a result at Southampton this yeah. season. If you know yeah. They've had like one win, haven't they, all season? But yeah, they they are awful. Awful. I think Harlan though against uh, your centre backs. I think whoa. that's what I'm looking I'm forward to though, because yeah. you've got like a young German centre back in Jordan Bayer who's just going to be like, right, your ankles are mine. And Yalmar yeah, Ekdal's yeah. already come out and said he's a little bit... He's the, he's the class and this he's coming, that Ekdal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's part of the reason why I don't think we will sign Taylor Harwood-Bellis next season. Next because... he, he, he was he, he was playing until he came in, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But Ekdal's come in and sort of made that position his own. And when, when Harwood-Bellis gets back to full fitness, I can't see him knocking him out of that team. To be honest with yeah, you, I think, I think honest, where we think are now is I'm the not, team that we're going to have. I'm not. I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not. I'm not sort, sort of saying this is the reason why you're up there because you've been brilliant all season. But I think you have been quite fortunate with sort of strafing injuries from what I've seen. Is that is that right? Yeah. Say like you've had been quite lucky not to have your best players injured because obviously from our point of view, whole city. Like I'm not saying it'd be any different if we had our best team out, but I think we've had a lot of injuries and that sort of stopped us getting that momentum together to sort of push towards the top end of the division. Well, we've had Harwood Bellis out, Rodriguez was out, Manuel Benson's been out, who's been, he's he's just been phenomenal, Um, and he's back on the pitch now, so is Rodriguez, so it'll be good to see, I'm hoping Benson's going to be fit enough to at least try and, you know, uh, maybe pull some trickery against whoever's playing left-back for City that day, Sergio Gomez or whoever. 
Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was about we'll say. Him, but... <laughs> nah, I don't. I reckon. I reckon he'll save. I reckon he'll save him. Maybe, but we we will see. We will see. Uh, Luke says, yeah. Dan, do you think Burnley will break the hundred points mark? I want us to. I want us to. If we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. I'm yeah, not even that bothered. Record, if, you can still break the record. Yeah. Points, we, I think if we win every single game, though, we have to win every single game. That's the only problem. Oh, I thought it was 104, the record. What's the record? 108, I think. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think we can do it just, but I, 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 just don't, I don't think we will. I don't you think probably we break, will. You should break the 100 goal, Matt, maybe. 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 Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, 48, it says, I'm looking forward to Bayer putting Haaland in a hospital bed. Well, we shall see. And Haaland didn't play against us. He might not play. I think he will. I think he will. No, I think uh, Colin says, if Blackburn don't give us all the Darwin end, there'll be even more tin pot. That's what I mean. We could sell their stadium twice over for this fixture. The only time Blackburn fans will turn up at Ewood Park is because it's Burnley Blackburn. That is it. That is yeah. it. Um, Blackburn are quite tin pot, are they? Yeah. 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 For for where they are in the league as well, and the fact that their attendance is a dog wank, it's it's yeah, it's it's poor, absolutely poor. Um, but no, I'm so glad you said no to pineapple and pizza, not like Anthony. Tit. Oh, Anthony, come on, you spot Bristol on pineapple and pizza. I know. On, he did it once. Oh. We do we do a we do an EFL prediction show every Thursday at nine, and he actually came on eating an Hawaiian pizza, and I, I honestly contemplated just dropping him out. Oh, it's, it's the scandalous. Yeah. Who, who got, it is. Please say, please say it was from Hermes or not from a takeaway. Because if you order it, oh, panel, I'm doing those. So he spent he, yeah, he spent a you know a month's mortgage on it as well. At least get at least get a meat feast or pepperoni passion or something like that. Or something decent. Yeah. Not some um, shy like that. That's I never dominate after a night out most of the time. Anyway, to be fair, I don't really. Order <laughs> it, like, order it, yeah. Not wrong with that. Uh, Luke says Tim Pot they shut two stands down against us because they didn't sell many tickets yeah no that's true that's true yeah, they always Forest, do, they they, to, yeah you always see the away end like they still sell the top tier and then they, they have the bottom closed but teams could probably still sell some of that to you know I mean? definitely Anthony says I'm coming on with a Blackburn top on well we all know that's a lie because you only support any team that plays in red because you're a turncoat anyway that said let's get to the uh, big big question before we wrap this up how do you think this game is going to go on Wednesday? If I'm What's being prediction? brutally honest, if I'm being brutally honest, I do think you'll turn us over. Um, I do think it will be, it'll be a close game, but I think the quality will tell in the end. Um, they're saying that, and also the fact that I think we've beat you like twice in the last like fifteen games or something like that. Our record yeah, is yeah. really good. So I, I said, I'm, if I was going to put my stick my neck out there, I think we'll score, but I think we'll lose two one. That's my prediction. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it, of course. Well, I, I mean, any point on the road is a good point. Defensively, being good against teams, but I think Burnley just that different class this season. Uh, I think we could turn it on against us, you know, and the fact that we've, you know, had some of our players out as well. And, you know, Louis Coyle's unfortunately at right back um, instead of Christie. But saying that, I think Louis Coyle's probably the better defender. So I'd probably happily have him uh, at right back, but Zuri will give him a lot of problems, I think. So it's. Yeah, if if we come over, I'll be I'll be buzzing. Uh, you know, it's, that'll be great. But you know, I think it, realistically, two one loss. Yeah. No, I'll take it. I will take it. Uh, I I think it's all. I think it's going to be scrappy. Uh, and I think yeah. you're going to give us a really good game at your at your place Wednesday night under the lights. I'm going to say just a one nil win. I think that yeah, we'll make it one nil. Um, but. Who knows? Who knows until we are on the day. Um, which, to be fair, I'm not going because um, it's midweek. But you can catch us here. I will be here bringing you a live watch along of it Wednesday night. Join us from 7.35 and we'll be going live and I will take you through the game as it happens. So let's see. Will Tom get his 2-1? Um, correct. I'm, I'm sure that. he'll want that in Hull's favour, potentially. Yeah. But... Um, Obviously, we are, we will see. Join us on Wednesday night for that. And then you can join us on Thursday for the prediction show at 9 with that turncoat in the comments. Uh, he will be back with us at 9pm. And on Friday, which I haven't sorted out a image for just yet, we are speaking 
to a City fan ahead of the quarter final of the FA Cup. Uh, so join us for that as well. Tom, really appreciate it. Thank you for giving up your time. Um, obviously, just tell people again where they can show their support to, obviously, yourself and to the Hull and Back podcast. Um, so, obviously, follow the, if you want to sort of view our content, uh, follow the Hull and Back Twitter. It's at Hull underscore and, and Hull, Hull and Back. Uh, so it's, it's a bit complicated, that, but um, yeah, you can follow us there. And obviously, my app was on the screen now, at underscore Jenna Tom. So I post obviously a lot of football content and stuff like that, just like tweets, mainly about Hull City, to be fair. But so you probably won't be that interested, but yeah. Um, yeah, so like I mentioned before, we're creating a website on Hull and Back, so trying to take our content to the next level. So if anyone's interested in sort of writing, if you don't have to be about Hull City, if anyone's interested in writing football content, then sort of give us a follow. Uh, message me on Twitter, my app's on the screen, and we'll, we'll sort of uh, we'll have a chat. So yeah, that's it. Oh, sweet. As I said, the links to the uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube page um, for the Hull and Back podcast is in the description. So please do go check it out. Uh, and Doug says he's just subbed as well, Tom. So oh, great, happy great time. Cheers. Happy days. Um, Colin also says after Wednesday, all the best, Tom. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you hear that a lot. Cheers, Paul, um, as well. Which it, it is true, obviously, all the best after Wednesday because you do yeah. get a good say in that playoffs and fingers crossed. Out of all those games that were mentioned, just beat bastards for us. Beat them. We want yeah. them to see him drop out of the playoffs. That'd be even that's what, that's what happened last season, though, didn't they? They, they, they? they did so well for the first half and then they dropped off four months. Oh, yeah. All yeah, they've, 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 they've took Preston's place in doing that. Oh, let's be successful. And then... It's mad because they've lost, uh, lost... I think they've lost like 14 games, like... But they're still in with a shout of getting in the playoffs. I think it shows how inconsistent the division's been this season, which makes me more frustrated that like we're not sort of challenging with the likes of Luton, Blackburn, Millwall. You know, we, you expect sort of knowledge yeah, yeah. from West Brom to be there, but you've got three teams in Luton. Black, spare Blackburn, you probably expect, but Millwall, you've got commentary as well, you probably wouldn't expect to be there. Sunderland, to be honest, I, I thought they'd do well this season, and then the Watford yeah. are struggling there. But you know, it's 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 quite a lopsided division to be fair. Perfect next season, we can be a bit like pushing towards the playoffs I think because you know, people have, you know sort of write us off but you know all the bookies always write us off in terms of the odds as well like we could win like six games in a row and we'd still be like three to one to win at home yeah 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 Anthony subscribed as well uh he's gone over yeah, the turn court yeah, so, in there. I'll let you off for your panel on pizza then mate you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> uh Luke's is all the best Tom even, even on Wednesday oh he would say yeah. that he's dirty for his past uh, and Charlie's in. Hope you're well, Charlie. Uh, hi and bye as we are going to wrap this up. So I really do appreciate uh, appreciate it, Tom. Really do appreciate everything that you've uh, yeah, done. Speaking of all, so thank, thanks for coming on. Enjoy, enjoy coming on. If you want me again, I'll you know, just drop us a message and I'll be on. But, yeah. yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Yeah, um, but for now, that is us for this evening. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And as I say, if you could, if you live in legends, really could, please do smash Hulk smash that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you are new and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when we next go live, which, as I said, will be on Wednesday for the Z-Watch Along. So join us for that. But all that's left to say is up the clarets. Good luck for the rest of the season, Tom, as well. Do the, yes, do the bastards over, hopefully, um, towards the end. We'll do our bit as well. Um, but thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. And as I say, up the clarets.